0: Mark Meadows' bid to move his Georgia election interference criminal case to federal court has been rejected by a federal appeals court. It is a resounding blow for the former Trump White House chief of staff, who has argued that his actions were connected to his official duties in the White House. Well, clearly the judges are disagreeing with that. Caitlin Polance joining me now with more. What did the judges say, Caitlin? Well, Amra, this was not a win in by any means for Mark Meadows or the other people who had some ties. To the federal government in this case in Georgia, where they are all charged for election interference Mark Meadows, Donald Trump, many others. Meadows was essentially the tip of the spear. He was the Chief of Staff to Donald Trump in the White House, and he had gone to court first. A few others followed him in this 19 defendant case to argue that this case shouldn't be in state court at all because he was a federal official at the time, and so it should be a case that could be heard by federal judges instead, something that Meadows and others perceived to be potentially more beneficial for them to get it out of the Georgia state court, but he lost at the trial level, and again, yesterday, he lost before an appeal court. That appeals court is led by a very well-respected chief judge who's appointed uh, in one of the Bush administrations, so a Republican appointee named William Pryor. Judge Pryor wrote the opinion, uh, smacking down this legal maneuver that Mark Meadows was trying here, saying, you're not going to move this case out of state court. You still got to face your charges there, not in federal court. He wrote, at bottom, whatever the chief of staff's role with respect to state election administration, that role does not include altering valid election results in favor of a particular candidate. So in short, Amro, what the chief judge is saying there is what Mark Meadows was doing after the 2020 election, not part of his job in the White House. I want to
1: start with Mark Meadows. Uh, how big of a legal setback? Were you surprised? So
2: very big setback for Mark Meadows. Not surprised. It turns out that trying to interfere with an election is not part of anyone's federal job description. Uh, Mark Meadows is not alone in making these arguments. We've now seen about a half dozen or so people, including Donald Trump, in various contexts, try to argue that, well, what I was doing before January 6th was part of my job as president, as in Mark Meadows case, chief of staff, as in Jeffrey Clark's case, part of the Justice Department. And they have all lost every one of these rulings across the board in state courts, here in federal courts. And it's really important to note about this Meadows decision. This is a three judge panel of the Famously conservative 11th Circuit, unanimous 3-0 ruling. And the judge who wrote it, we just quoted Judge Pryor, is a longtime staunch conservative. He's actually was on Donald Trump's shortlist for Supreme Court. Donald Trump mentioned him by name as a potential Supreme Court justice. And this opinion just completely shreds Meadows' position that what he was doing was somehow within the scope of his job.
1: Is it the end of the road for Meadows? I suppose he could ask the appeals court to hear it en banc and get all the nine.
2: Right. He has two steps left. He can ask the 11th circuit here on banc, which means the whole thing. They rarely grant that. I don't think they will here. I think this is a it's a unanimous 3-0 opinion. There's not much ambiguity about it. And then he can and surely will ask the US Supreme Court to take it. As for whether they'll take it, I don't I agree with you. I see your 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 I expression don't
1: is think they would.
2: I agree with you. I mean, on the one hand, it's a constitutional issue. It's a big issue. On the other hand, there's no real diversity of opinion here. There's pretty much unanimity and there's not much ambiguity about it. So I think they're gonna stay hands off and let this one sit as the final word. I
1: love when you guys talk about the Supreme Court like I talk about college football. <laughs> I, I, guess I guess can do both, kidding, both by happen, the way, for the right. record. That's um, so true, the, you can, Ellie. <laughs> um, ambidextrous. Can I, yeah. I wanna play something from Rudy Giuliani and then I'll explain why. Listen. Never, never, never did any of those jurors see a single piece of evidence that many Americans have seen about how these women acted that would have been totally contrary to, the, to, to their unrebutted, uncorroborated uh, testimony. It's, it's a sh- sham of a trial. a sham of a trial that Giuliani chose not to testify, and this is the defamation trial. Shane Austin, and Ruby Freeman uh, were awarded nearly $150 million here. They have moved to sue him to basically get him to stop telling lies, which he's continued to do in the wake of this. Is this something that could actually has legs?
2: So, first of all, I think we have to call this out every time. What a disgrace by, by Rudy Giuliani. Basically, everything he just said is a lie. What he said about Shay Moss and Ruby Freeman is a lie. And what he even said about the trial is a lie. He had plenty of opportunity to put on his own defense. He chose not to do that. So when he says, I was prevented from putting on evidence, non-existent evidence, he was not prevented. Now, Ms. Moss and Ms. Freeman have sued Rudy Giuliani again. They can keep suing him every time he defames them if they want.
0: But explain why they're suing him.
2: So they're suing him because- beyond money. Right. And this is where I think we're going to run into a little bit of a legal problem. They're asking the judge to prohibit Rudy Giuliani from speaking about them. I totally get that. I understand why they want that. The problem is our constitution, the First Amendment, is very, very resistant to impose what we call prior restraints, meaning- You can say something and then be punished for it. There can be consequences. You can be sued if it's defamatory. If it's criminal, you can be indicted. But what our courts are very, very hesitant to do is prevent somebody, whether it's a private individual, the media, from saying something in advance. That's what we call a prior restraint. It's a bedrock principle of our system that we are against. We, all of us, our Constitution, our First Amendment do not go in for prior restraints, except in the most extraordinary circumstances. So I don't think they're going to be able to proactively shut Rudy up, but he can always have consequences after the fact.